0: 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. All right. Well, I've been accused of not hitting record as recently as the last episode. So I just figured I would count in unison with the timer in the upper left hand corner to show Mr Manuel perfect fores that I in fact do my job
1: you do you do, you do do your job do ah, like do you watch a lot of Beavis and
0: butthead <laughs> yeah it's over here and so do do must be pointed out episode 69 69 69. That is 696,696 of the Too Thick Pod, your home for all things sports cards and levity. I am Michael Buffer, joined as always by my son, the more handsome, the more attractive, the more well-paid Bruce Buffer. Bruce, good evening.
1: Thank you. Thank you. My name is Bruce, I guess, Buffer, and uh, (laughs) you threw me for a loop here. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to Thickalos. I'm excited. We got some stuff to talk about. Um, me eBay negotiations, Jeremy's pickups, and uh, some NFL talk. Baby, one's happy, one's not so happy.
0: And let's not forget, let's not forget what most people are tuning in for. Yes, thickest of the week. Ooh, page two of "Overtake My Harder, Harder, My Harder Heart" of Daniel thick, thick Neck, Daniel Ricardo. By the the esteemed Nobel Peace Prize, New York Times bestseller, Anita Driver.
1: <laughs> I got some DMs saying that they were hot and sticky when you're reading that yeah. last week. So
0: have you ever seen The Family Guy where Peter reads erotica? Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the one guy's like driving his car, and he's like, whoa, this is hot. And he takes off his shirt and gets in a car accident.
1: Yeah. I could see uh Matt 504 doing that. So <laughs> oh yeah,
0: definitely. You know Matt loves hobby-themed porn red erotica via the mouth of one meat sticks, Mm -hmm. Michael Buffer.
1: (laughs) So how's it going?
0: It's good, man.
1: The Reckless Family household. What are you buying
0: recently? So check this out. This is kind of weird. And I believe I was on the phone with someone, it doesn't matter. And I got this weird email and it's like, your redemption has been fulfilled. And I was like, damn, like, what did I have fulfilled And I looked. This thing was almost two years ago. It's 18 months. A Jason Dominguez leaf pro set (laughs) (laughs) auto, and I'm like, oh, that's 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 kind of cool. That's that's kind of neat. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Um, And I, I was thinking, like, that's that's pretty rad, you know? Like, he just got called up, he homered in his first at bat, and then hit a couple bombs. Got the card, looked at it, and I was like. That is a very underwhelming looking card. Nothing special, but I'm sure it's like at the time probably a $15, $20 bill. Never even looked. And then I went to bed and woke up, and he tore his UCL, and he's having surgery, and he is out for a year. So, yeah, I thought I had some good fortune. Didn't act fast enough, and, uh, yeah, Jason Dominguez.
1: Hey, I mean, at least they try to give it out before – before it, the market went back down. Yes. But you can't predict the UCL injury. Uh, did you see, speaking of Leaf, their new uh, – I don't know if it's a new type of product, but the product they're coming out with, with like, Logo Man, with, uh, like, curry and all that? No, I did not see this. This is
0: breaking news.
1: Look at this. Hold on. Let me, let me pull it out. I feel it's-
0: like lately, because I took a little bit of a break from Twitter, like, yeah. my, like the actual news, the meat and
1: potatoes – Hmm. Huh. They had a Steph Curry one that was actually. I mean, not bad. That look kind of reminds me of Obsidian, doesn't it?
0: No. Oh, yeah, that is definitely Obsidian electric etch green. Yeah. Oh, Debo.
1: Yeah, right here, your boy. Okay. Okay. Are, is that an actual like logo man patch? I. So I don't know if it's you know an actual patch. I wish they let me flip the card around, but it looks like it's their, like, high-end product. Five autographs per box releases June 23.
0: So it's already released?
1: Looks because like
0: we it. are September 12th.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're coming out with an, I, I wow. I think they're coming out with another one that's like that, though. And it had Steph Curry on it. They announced it.
0: Okay, so, like, for instance, what does that box go for? Can you buy a box?
1: Let's see. Because I would
0: say like under two to three hundred, it's probably gonna be more than that. But at like two hundred and fifty bucks, I might take a gamble. It had a sweet, and that's just me purely being a D gen who likes to rip wax. I actually don't particularly care for leaf all that much. Once in a while, I'll see something that's cool looking, but like, like come on, man! Like, I'm not trying to be a hater but there's nothing aesthetically pleasing to me about this card.
1: No, but if you're looking for like autos, I mean, for your player, you know what I mean? Hey
0: man, I made a, I I did so well on those leaf exotic XRC. Yeah. The parallels, those were the parallels were cool looking on card auto. Yeah. And at that price point, not bad.
1: So this specific box, the football is last sold for in September 11th for a bite. Now 127. Really? That's it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh, I'd, I'd probably rip one box of that. Yeah, I, I wish I could find the the actual – I'll keep looking while you talk, and if I find that Steph Curry, I'll bring it up.
0: Well, let me put it into perspective. I drove through Chicago earlier this week, and I stopped at Mark's Card Shop. And if you're not familiar with Mark, check out one of our early episodes of the Too Thick Pod when Mark pulled the Mac Jones one-of-one. One mm-hmm. And we had him on. It was a big hoopla. Um, have become very good friends with Mark over the years, but I stopped by his shop and always loved to support small business support in any way possible. And I was looking to buy. So as I was making up my mind what I was going to purchase, I decided to buy, you know, rip some packs I was ripping packs of mosaic that was released that day for $35 a pack. Mm-hmm. So I could have had a whole box of that for essentially the cost of three and a half to four packs. So at that price point at like 125 bucks, I'd take a gamble you know the thought would be probably not holding any of those cards but if i can rip and get a uh, like a, a good on card auto of a highly touted rookie be worth it but the takeaway and this is going to be low key a little proud of myself you know happy ma- maturing within the hobby spent some time and i will tell you i had i had a few purchases but the big one if you don't mind is this 1929 Shonen Club Babe Ruth SGC three? That's sick. My first ever Babe My second vintage card. Mm-hmm. Um, really happy. And you know what's wild is, as I learn about these cards, man. When it comes to vintage, in my very very novice novice opinion and experience, is Grades go by the wayside. Grades go by the wayside. Like an SGC 4-5 just sold. Yep. And my three looks, in my opinion, and other people who I respect their opinions, look so much better. And so it was kind of cool because in this instance, I know my money is safe. And one thing that I couldn't help but feel on week one of NFL Sunday was... Obviously, I wanted my Bears to win. Incredibly disappointing. But it was nice being able to sit and watch Red Zone and go from game to game and not (laughs) care or give a single shit about any player's (laughs) performance because I don't have any money tied up in any cards because I moved all of my damn football. So you don't have any Justin Fields? I have nothing. I've got three football cards left. I've got a Peyton Manning, Mm -hmm. cracked red ice, like numbered out of four, which is –
1: Oh, that one's sick. That one's nasty. Barring him
0: raping and pillaging. Yeah. That's safe. And then I've got two football cards. Uh like two, like uh Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, Patch Auto, rookie patch auto's out cool. of 15, and then Sauce and Kyle Hamilton.
1: Wasn't Trayvon Walker the second pick or third pick? Yeah. Or like that?
0: This was the Peyton Manning numbered out of four. Cracked red nice.
1: You get a lot of people asking about that, don't you? Yeah, I do.
0: And so, like, that, like, it's – and I'm so – my price point on the two SGC slabs is so low that even if, like – even if I got nothing for them, I'm up big on that deal. So, right now, knowing that people do like football and because I'm up, I'm using it as, like, trade bait or something to help close a deal if something gets close.
1: There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, football, man. Like you said, your Bears didn't show out too well. I thought they were going to beat the Packers, you know, new quarterback, the number one wide receiver out. I Dude, was like, okay, this is their time.
0: I felt bad. I, I I bet a small amount. Like I wagered a very small amount of money because it's a different era over here in the reckless household, being in business for yourself and not getting, you know, those those nice bonuses and those weekly paychecks. You know, you have to be a little bit more fiscally responsible. That Yingling looked delicious too.
1: Dude. Wow. I love...
0: Such a good, good beer. Yeah. Um, so you have to be a little more responsible. So I just had a very modest bet. 14 parlay, hit it. But a lot of my friends were had the same thought process where they bet the bears and the bears, you know, busted their parlay, and they're like, How did you hit? And I'm like, Well, I love the bears. And emotions get involved, right? So I remove emotion and don't fuck with them because obviously my judgment gets cloudy. I thought we were going to see a much better team. I still think we will, but it's just an abysmal performance.
1: We've seen, we've seen a lot of, like a season with Justin Fields. How do you feel like his, you think he's your guy? Like the throwing ability scares me on him. Or is it the offensive line? More of the offensive line.
0: Offensive line. New coordinator, okay. New pieces. I think it's going to take time, and there's this like lazy narrative that he loves to run. He's a natural runner. If you look back, he yeah. ran out of necessity. He's not a run first quarterback, and so oh. I think credit to to the Packers. I think that there was just this assumption that without Aaron Rodgers, they were going to fall apart, and by any. Any report, anything that you listen to coming out of Hallis Hall for the Bears, the Bears was mm-hmm. that DJ Moore is the best player on the football field, is the best player on the team, consummate professional. And Alexander, the impressive cornerback from the Packers, outside of one drive where he had two catches. Yep. Shut him down. He did. He was shut down. And so when you take away that weapon, what are you gonna do? Yeah, they lost it will be interesting to see what they do in Tampa this week and you know there's going to be overreactions right you used to do an overreaction show and i wanted to say i look forward to the overreactions but i didn't want to plug a show that was no longer
1: yeah yeah no i did i would, i that's actually good if i bring it back to the too thick type of world there you but, go um yeah it, there is a lot of overreactions with Justin Fields there's a, a one with Josh Allen cuz yes. you know, he did um but yeah i I love like the week one and everyone's just like, you know, that meme where someone's sitting and they're all running. Cause it's like a fire with paper. That's what it reminds me of week one. If something doesn't go right.
0: So I know where, I know it's sports cards levity and I have no problem talking sports, but we were, I thought we were on the verge of having a good conversation card related. Yeah. Because I had shared like the peace of mind of like, Oh shit. <laughs> I have, you know, Sam Howell and he had one touchdown and one interception and like, I'm into this card for two K and it's going to like, because yeah. people, you know, so it was it was peaceful. And it was relaxing. And I know one thing that grabbed my attention that is not a phone call that we have very often, or at least you calling me, was you posting cards up and being like blood in the water or like the piranhas are coming because you have the player, the brand, the card yep. that people covet and are coming after you for it. Talk about that experience, what it's like to be, you know, barring Cade doing something stupid. yeah and you exit at the right time, you're, you're, you look like you're going to do pretty damn well.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, you know me, when I get cards, I blow my wad on social media and I'll post them right away. Um, but the interest that I got, cause I'm used to soccer. I'm used to TCG. I'm used to like the stuff that that's not basketball or football. So I'm not used to like you post something DMS, how much, how much you want it for that. You looking to sell that, You how much, like, Everyone was crazy about it. Same way. I put them on eBay and I just did like a high amount in OBO, Right. I just want to gauge pricing. Like I don't mind not selling them. You know, what grinds my gears on eBay. The people that message you and just go, what are you asking? Or what's the lowest you take? I hate that question. Like I didn't even answer two of them. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what my lowest is. Like that's dumb. Like go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I think the auto reply for me is almost when they ask, what's your lowest? And you've heard me say this in real life, like, what's the most you're going to pay? Yeah. Like, have the decency to make an offer. And if you're unsure of making an offer, at least take the time to articulate what your hesitancy is, like what you're thinking, and at least make the conversation other than what's your lowest. Because I've gotten to the point, and I know that in the, at, there, there'll be a day where a deal doesn't get done. But, like, people who do not introduce themselves or come across as rude or short, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I've gotten to the point I don't even respond.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I just block them. I know. It's crazy. I got to – uh, it was the Contenders Auto of uh, Cade, right? The guy asked if it was sealed. Panini. And then I said yes. And he's like, is it Panini sealed? Yes. I took pictures. I was being nice and took pictures of the word Panini across the thing. Then he sends me – Hey, he circles the card like areas and like, are those dots or are they on the case? I took pictures and I said, they look like they're on the case. There might be little fuzzes, but it doesn't look like dimples. Then he's like, can you take better? Like I was just, I was helping this dude out like the day. And then at the end he goes, so what do you want for it? I'm like, do you see what I have it on eBay? Make it like offer. I'm not going to just tell you my, like, (laughs) I was going to respond and put the amount I put on eBay, but I don't want to be rude because it, it took like, I mean, we we're going back and forth for a while, a couple hours, and then he just asked that. I'm like, how about you just make an offer?
0: I, I've gotten to the point too where like it takes a little bit of time to get like a let's say like a hobby thick skin. Yeah. Because I'll get these messages where people are like rude, or they'll just say something that's completely out of pocket, like, You're asking 350, you know, last rod did 74. Yeah. And I'm like, At first, I used to be like, oh, shit, what did I do wrong? Because, you know, I'm, like, super OCD. Like, I'm not trying to. Yeah. I pride myself on being fair and, like, removing any and all friction. Mm -hmm. And then, like, 98% of the time, it's like, hey, man, you're looking at a base and not, like, a hollow or a refractor. Or, like, something stupid. And they go, oh, my bad. Not, like, I apologize or or anything like that. Just very rude and abrasive. And so I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I don't even want to deal with it. So I don't.
1: (laughs) That's how I am. I, I think me and you are both too old and have too much stuff, other stuff going on in life that we don't care. Like I, like I said, I don't care if I sell it or not. So if you're going to come with that type of message, I just won't answer you. I love the,
0: I love transacting. I truly do. You've you've done deals with people yeah. where you like interacting with them. You like the back and forth. It's good. It's respectful. You feel like you can have a very open, honest conversation and nobody's going to get beat up or yeah, offended. But like those people ruin it and like, and there's, there's moments where I'm like, yeah, I, now I see why consignment makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean? there's there's people in the hobby who are collectors. Yeah. Who are moving insane amounts of cards that mm-hmm. they don't talk about. They don't post because they go, I'm a collector. Yep. Meanwhile, they've got hundreds of cards constantly being, and then it's going to Probstein or MC yep. or, you know, PC sports cards, whatever consigner they're using.
1: Yeah, that's uh, – I. I don't understand. But you know what? A good thing with PC and all these other consignments um, that I'm kind of learning? You could go on eBay and look up their stuff that's like ending that day in the morning and just put your bid at 80% on the card you like. And if they go at 80%, they go at 80%. If not, then you lost it. Oh, well. I was thinking about doing that daily, but it takes some time in the morning just to go through the auctions.
0: I still, one of the wildest things when eBay, I think it was Lane lane's search function within ebay look like an algebraic x like problem that you know matt damon and ben efflack wouldn't be able to do goodwill hunting style like wouldn't even be able to understand like that thing is targeted that thing is an algorithm in itself insert more words that i'm not using correctly to describe
1: how badass that search was it looks like something out of, like, you know, those national treasures where they're trying to find all the tr- – Yes. <laughs> we need So we do need to have Lane on. He, We told him we'll have him on. Maybe we'll ask about eBay searches because that dude's finding deals left and right. Yeah.
0: So. I, I just – I think it's uh, – I, I think it's it, – it sucks. I try to be mindful that, like, sometimes the vocal minority – sometimes there's just people. Like, I do it once in a while. I'll throw out some, like, goofy offers. I'm never rude or disrespectful. And once in a while they hit – so, like, I understand that, like, if you offer 10 times and one time the low ball offer hits or treating people yeah. that way, I understand, like, they're incentivized to continue to do it. So, I try not to take it too personal, which I've gotten better at. Yeah. But, like, two, three years ago, man, I was like, I want to fight everybody and I want to right all the world's wrongs dealing with these people.
1: I, I think it's uh, – I learned that I like dealing, negotiating in person at card shows rather than on eBay or bear swap or – any of the other like online because a lot of people don't see you as a person when you're selling on eBay, and when you meet them in person, it seems like a lot. It's a lot smoother. You get to know people.
0: Yeah, Ver- Veriswap. If you want to talk about a frustration, is people will be quick to be critical. Hey, you've got this card marked at seven fifty. Lasted seven fourteen, and it's like, well, if you read my description, I don't update pricing on a daily basis. All <laughs> prices are negotiable. And we'll be flexible based on like, you know, cause it becomes a waste of time. Like you have to be purposeful and deliberate in what you're doing. So like I I'd maybe spend 15, 20 minutes a day, you know, respond to offers I've gotten, maybe propose if something grabs my eyes, but the people who will be like, Hey man, that card's a, that card's a $1,200 card. You have it for 15.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And depending on how it comes across, if somebody's like, Hey, just so you know, I know I'm a little high here. Do you want to adjust the pricing, get fees down? That's cool. But when the person like attacks you, mm-hmm. but then you go and like a quick search of their cards and everything's like two and three x comps. Yep. It, I always like my things like. So if we're gonna play by those rules for me, shouldn't those be applicable for you? To yep. which Then they go silent
1: and. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. I, I'm starting to realize that I don't really like the eBay but then when you go to consignment it's scary because they do auctions right and uh you really have to have an eBay following i uh I found that you put if you do your promotion you and do it at 2.1 percent so that makes it like 15 percent total if you promote it um actually helps a ton they Does try it? to get you, they try to get you of that 12 percent and uh but if you limit it to 2.1 it'll, it'll reach some people.
0: So I'm getting ready and I think it's, we're probably within a week or two. I'm hopeful a week. I have like 30 to 40 cards that there's this new service where essentially through our group sub or TNT, you can submit cards, no cost upfront. PSA grades them and they go immediately into Golden's weekly auction. And then the cards sell and then they take out their their grading fees from that. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how this goes because I... I, that's one auction house that I've never been on. I've spent maybe a grand total of 45 minutes ever browsing the website. And it's usually like when there was a massive card selling and you're just following along to see like yep. how high and how crazy is this stuff going to get. So I will share that. And I will, like, cause I'm interested to see cause I've heard some horror stories about them, not labeling cards that are autographed, not labeling yep. that they're numbered, unique features about the car case hit. Um, and so I'm curious to see what that looks like because it would be incredibly disappointing if I take a card and let's just say it as a PSA 10, it's a $150 card and they don't, they don't properly title it.
1: Yes. That would bug me.
0: Because my fear is with some of these people, it's quantity over quality. And the hobby is proven time and time again, where big, big hobby, let's call it big hobby instead of big pharma can treat all of us like shit. Yep. We're not going to do anything about it. We'll get distracted by something else and it will continue. Mm -hmm. Think about grading my man. Think about like, Hey, you're paying for a service where they tell you estimated 20 to 30 days and your cards are gone for two years. You don't get a, you don't get a, I'm sorry. You don't get 5% off. You don't get a coupon. You don't get five minutes on the phone with the manager you don't get a free salad on your next visit you don't get free you know whatever they just tell you oh well tough deal with it think about like when when mcdonald's messes up your order oh yeah or dairy queen or oh, yeah. whatever, whatever That's fast food establishment you frequent or you know some of these places when they don't come through like if a flight is delayed oh yeah you're totally to credit. yeah you get vouchers in the hobby they're like nah fam you're good. You're gonna take it on the chin because you're a little,
1: you're a little biatch who's not gonna do anything. And you know what? They're right. Yeah, I mean, they screwed a lot of people in 2021 or 2021's base game.
0: <laughs> in in all fairness, I'm just a little bit bitter because at one point I had like 200 Kobe White base <laughs> yeah. some cards that were like got up to like 200 dollars, and I'd already spent that money.
1: Yeah, it's pretty rough. I'm glad I it wasn't integrating at that point um in my in my lifetime i was Dude, always scared to send it
0: i look back and at that time i was like submitting through um sports card mafia out of california yeah and i remember i got in a, we did a few orders they came back and like when kobe like when the market was really jumping and his base prisms were going for like 200 isn't that crazy and i was like Oh my God. And like the last order, like, and I was so, I was so like green and like naive. I didn't under, I really didn't understand the true inner workings of the hobby. I was like, damn, that last order, same submission level took, you know, two and a half months. Mm -hmm. So I got to week 10 on this one. And I'm like, okay, every day I'm checking comps like, Ooh, 202 at bids. Ooh, 225 best offer. Ooh, you know, whatever the number was. And I'm like, man, if even like 10% of these gem, yeah, and at that point, my expectation for a gem rate was like fifty to seventy-five percent, bro. Let me tell you, I had that money spent. <laughs> I had, I'm like, okay, so cool. I will get the Lambo. I will yep. get, like, obviously, exactly on credit. Fact. Yeah, <laughs> little did I know, I would watch that go from two hundred to one seventy-five to one fifty to one twenty-five to one hundred to seventy-five to eighty to like to the point where, man, you you smile at me, you get a free Kobe White slab.
1: Did you, did you, is that your biggest like loss? would you say is Kobe? White no, I didn't know I didn't lose on that. Oh, you did? What's, what's one card that you remember went down like drastically, like after you got it? I got one in mine. I just want to, uh, um, that you
0: that your biggest loss,
1: yeah, not lost, but it was like once I bought it, I think I bought it at peak and it just went. Vroom. No, I
0: will, I will say if you can see right here, yeah. That's the entire outside of the one of one in the gold out of 10, the Kobe White My House insert set. Oh, yeah. I have all of those in PSA 10. There's a gold for, like, $3,000, and the guy won't budge. And there's another gold where I've just recently been negotiating. The guy's at 600 yeah. I set the highs on all those. I was paid, like, four or $500 a card. And I bet you, like, they're, like, at best worth, like, $100. So, from, like, like if I were to sell those right yeah. now, complete L.
1: So – Mine was a Kobe Bryant tops rookie card PSA 9. And I bought it two weeks before, or probably a week before his Hall of Fame, because I was like, oh, he's gonna go. Because this is back in 2020, you're like, you know, it's gonna go back up, the thing's gonna go to 1200. I bought it for 900 at right after the Hall of Fame, that thing dropped to like 600, and I was like, that was like my first like realization. Like, oh boy, I could lose money in cards.
0: Man, that is a that is a good. I've never, you know, that seems like something that would be talked about a lot. Obviously, anytime buying wax, I've always gotten smoked on buying wax.
1: The obsidian that you ripped,
0: like, oh, brutal, well, fucking yeah. points.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Oh. I'm you know, sorry, I mean, man. like, obviously, like if if P will, like, I, I, I'm, you know, you heard me talk about it. Like, do I ever consider selling? Um, like if he goes on to be just a, you know, a 15 year vet, who's a three and D guy and never makes like splashes, like we've got a good amount of money in him, but I like his cards. And now I'm kind of getting to the point where I might want to be like an all-time super collector.
1: There you go. I mean, you pretty much are
0: I mean, check this out. These aren't even posted on Insta yet. So we've got, maybe some of them are. That's sick. One of one.
1: Did, you? While you you're showing, me, hold on. Let me. Show. I gotta show the people.
0: Blue shimmer out of thirty-five. This one, I think Courtney's gonna post tonight. Gold vinyl, one of one. That's it. And then obviously we've got like the flawless vertical out of five.
1: Just. Scooped yeah. up the
0: tie-dye RPA out of 25. Like, green flux out of 25.
1: Like, yeah, I remember. I can't believe, like, where you started and now where you are with your P. Will collection. Yeah. But in all reality.
0: And this is one of my favorite ones. This National Treasures out of 10. Yeah. Horizontal RPA. That's sick. I like it so much.
1: With the thing that you probably don't like. You probably realize it, but you don't is pretty much some of those cards are paid for from that Kobe White lot you bought in Traverse City.
0: Yeah. Well, in the original Kobe White lot that I bought, I got in and as I wasn't even like flipping yet. I didn't like the like so this is going to sound silly and I think it would be we could do a whole episode on it. When I first got into it, like I never labeled myself anything. I was just somebody who Courtney and I bought and sold cards. Yep. We didn't grade Because that just seemed like such an intimidating, daunting task.
1: Yep, I that was me.
0: And then I started listening. Like when I found out there was like like lots of hobby content, I started consuming it all. And it was it was almost polarizing because they would talk about a collector and a flipper. And I'm like, I'm not a flipper. Like I collect cards. (laughs) And then like I like it was so nuanced I couldn't grasp like what was going on. And I'm like, I think it's okay to sell cards. I'm like putting the money back in the hobby and I'm just using it to like, you know, essentially color up or level up. Yep. And so like, that was something that would just always like, I would rack my brain and I'd be like, Court, what the hell is the difference? (laughs) Like, I'm not like, I'm not like a guy who's here just trying to like, you know, wait in line at Meyer at three o'clock in the morning to buy retail wax to, you know, buy a blaster for 20 and sell it for 30 to take advantage of somebody. Like I'm buying shit that I like.
1: Yeah. I, It's crazy back then when you listen to content. It's like they put a play and any play they said would um, hit. And that was like multiple podcasts. You could listen to multiple and just listen to all of them and basically make money that way. It's so crazy where we came from.
0: (laughs) Can I tell you my biggest hit?
1: Yeah. I got two, two big hits.
0: One is I bought a Kobe White, or I'm sorry, Kobe Bryant. Autograph redemption, something that ended like on a Tuesday at like 10 Mm a.m. I was bored. I was starting to get that itch where like I just want to like I don't have wax. So I'll go on eBay and just buy stuff. So I bought this redemption for like $100. Yep. If that. Obviously, what happens with Kobe happens. My redemption ends up being fulfilled. And it's one of the mosaic packs. The snakeskin ones. I, for whatever reason, decided to grade a pack. The first time I ever gemmed anything, sent it to PSA myself. Yeah, came back in the slab as a PSA ten. Yeah, we sold that pack for forty five hundred dollars. That's insane. Like, I want to say like four to five k. That's that's nuts. We sold it, and I don't want to. I'm not going to say the card shop that bought it, just because yeah. I don't want them catching any slack or, or whatever. Yeah. But they have an awesome, awesome card shop, and because I had like the letter from Panini and all of it together, they wanted it to showcase in their shop. And so, like, really, I was into that, like, for like 150 bucks. Yep. And like, what it turned into is incredible. The second would be the Jordan auto that we bought from Brandon because I actually sat down the other day and I wrote this out. Like I made like a tree. Mm -hmm. What it took me to get to that card, what I turned that card into, into these cards, these cards plus the money. And I extrapolated it and it's like, we have turned five, six K into like 20 K. And it's like pretty, it's pretty awesome when you see it put down in paper and then you see the patience in the diligence to, like, do things without, like, reacting and acting hasty.
1: For sure. I mean, you got the Joe Burrow, right, from that? Dude. Eventually? The
0: Joe Burrow and a couple grand. Yeah. That's then I turned true. the Joe Burrow into Herbie, yep. Trey Young, and Trevor Zargus. Yep. I turned the Trey Young into Connor McDavid and Cash. I turned the Zargus into, like, a G. I yeah. turned the... um. Herbert, the Herbert into <laughs> almost four thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, that's insane. You want me to tell you my biggest big Come on, yes. I always tell you about my loss. Let's this see the watch. My, yeah, this is my most like, like money i made off one card right here. One of ten, and this is back in 2020. Hey, there's my kid. Oh, handsome. Um. um so, yeah, gold, Luca second year. You remember the hype of this card? Yeah. Graded it, came back at 9.5. It was the um, highest rated card. Traded it a total around 4K.
0: Ooh. Dude, this is before I met you. What were you into that card for?
1: I got in the break for 25 bucks. Oh, dude, that's awesome. So that's my biggest, like, ever, like, come up, I guess.
0: That is sweet.
1: So that kind of basically brought my hobby experience. That started it. That's what got me kind of hooked.
0: I'm interested to hear. Like, I want to hear from the Thicolos, all the tummy sweat juniors, Mm -hmm. meat stack juniors. Like, Like, I want to know what are your biggest come ups and what are your biggest L's?
1: Yeah, because we both, we basically just talked about ours right now.
0: And I'm going to think about it some more. I'm sure, like, for sure. I've had a couple where, you know, you just, you know, right away, like, and I've gotten really good, like, Oh shit. Like I lost. Yep. I lost that Lamar Jackson. One of one. I was convinced that day. I was so excited to have that card. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, I lost.
1: I thought you did did good on that.
0: I I ended up doing really well. Okay. And like, I had that moment where it's like, I lost. Yeah. And like, that's something that social media and this hobby will do to you is like turning hundred into 120 is a, is a, is a win. Yes. Making 20% is, is really, really good. There's a lot of businesses that would kill yep. to, to, to operate at 20% margins. We get so used to seeing like bought this for a hundred, sold it for 6.4 million mm-hmm. that like, sometimes I even have to catch myself like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm good, man. This is good. This is really good. Like back to reality.
1: Yeah, I'm at a point with the cards that I have. If I make, like you said, twenty bucks on all the cards, I'm like, let's go. I'm not losing. So, but I know you have some short time. Do you want to do your your page yeah. thickest of the week? Okay. <clears throat> I mean,
0: need a driver. The real- thickest the week. Now, per the rules,
1: <laughs> the homemade bookmark. Oh, this is going to be a longer page, isn't it?
0: Longer page? Yep. I'm going to go back one sentence. Okay. Just because I think it's only fair. Like when you watch a TV show, they give you like that 30-second refresher. Yes. To keep you. All right. No other neck could compare. They say a man's neck is 75% water, but not Daniel. He was 75% neck. All right, now we're going to get live. His neck was an artful masterpiece of strength and form. It was not the brutish neck of a laborer, but the sculpted refinement of a man who understood the balance of power and grace. Etched with sinew in vain, it was a testament to his discipline, an outward display of the vigor that lay beneath the surface. The way the muscles flowed, like rolling hills under a landscape of bronze skin, was entrancing. Each line, each curve, spoke the power of restraint of a man who knew his strength, yet carried it with a gentle grace that belied the raw might beneath. The column of Daniel's neck bore the weight of his strong jaw, holding it high with the quiet confidence of a warrior. Damn, I am a creative person, and I have the gift of gab. I never knew you could use 78 paragraphs to describe a neck. Shout out to my girl Anita. It was a neck that made her fingers itch to explore, to trace the hard lines, and to feel the pulsating energy that lay underneath. Each muscle was a story, each line a journey, an atlas of strength and dedication that never failed to ignite her curiosity. The way his Adam's apple moved when he swallowed or spoke, a subtle Nearly invisible movement was mesmerizing. The light from the room accentuated his well-defined muscles, giving his neck an almost statuesque appearance. She longed to feel the warmth of Daniel's skin, the tickle of stubble against her fingertips, and the comforting pulse of his lifeblood beneath. She imagined her lips brushing against his skin, savoring the taste of his sweat and the feel of his muscles tightening at her touch. It was a neck made for kisses. They were much about his discovery as they were about passion. His neck was a symphony of strength and endurance, a testament to his unwavering determination and willpower. It was the part of him that spoke volumes about the man he was, strong, resolute, and infinitely captivating. His neck had to be Sky Q or Sky Class customer customer with the way it pushed her red button in just the right place. She needed Daniel in her life. She needed that neck in her life. She craved him in a way a dingo farmer craves a cold Foster's beer on a hot, sweaty Northern Territory day. She's going to fucking get a blooming onion too. She needed him the way. <laughs> Nikita Mazpin needed his dad's money to get an F1 seat. <laughs> Sideswipe. But he seemed like a faraway dream.
1: <laughs> Jeremy, so I just want to let the Thicolos know that this is an honor that Jeremy is reading this book. Because back in school, you know when you have to read, go around in school and classroom and read? Jeremy said, I... I'm not reading anything and just walked out of the classroom. So this is an honor to hear Jeremy read. So can I tell you something? This is a true story. Um, <laughs> in school,
0: I had this teacher who was fascinated by me because like, I was like the most like, mysterious. I, I, I do think there was a level of mystery. So like I played sports, but I didn't hang out with the jocks because they were a bunch of idiots. Yep. I liked music, but I didn't do drugs. Yep. And then like my sense of humor fell in line with like you know, like the nerds and like the dorks because you know the boy is intelligent. Yeah so I am this kid walking around, tattoo, long braided hair, respectful, but like outwardly, if you the appearance you you form like this kid's a, a hoodlum, super yeah. respectful, super flirty with all the teachers, you know, always dapping it up. But I skipped class all the time. <laughs> and so I learned that you could tell the deans, like hey, if you don't come to class, we're going to give you a detention. And I'd be like, well, I don't show up to school. I'm sure as hell not showing up to a detention. And they're like, well, you'll get suspended. And I'm like, "Uh." ah, so I get what I want. Yeah. Because I was, I was always respectful. I was never rude. I was never that kid. So I had a teacher one day. She was just like, she's like, I love you. Like, how do you do this? Because I would just like show up. I would grace everybody with my presence. And I'd be like, I didn't do homework or I'm not prepared for yep. this test or there's a Cubs game on today. So like peace. Yeah. Um, and, and the Cubbies, happy PCA day. Um, And so like, I got to like shoot interrupt class and I got to tell the kids like how I'd finesse it. And I'm sure they were like, what the hell's going on?
1: Yeah. So the teachers didn't realize that back in the day, if you just told Jeremy, he couldn't do his homework or he, he didn't, he couldn't get an A then Jeremy would have gotten an a and would have done his homework. I did. I, I had don't.
0: one teacher say that, like, and he's like, you've used all your absences. You'll never pass my class, Mr. Reckline. And I made it a point. I Even know. the days when I skipped, I would show up and I fucking freak the class. So, I, I operate, and I don't know why. And Courtney's the only one that's, like, really learned the skill to use it against me. <laughs> that, like, I will do anything to spite someone. So, yep. like, the, like, the quick thing is, like, to tell me I can't do something because yep. by default, I have to do it. So, like, sometimes we get into these, like, things where we're having, like, a Mexican standoff. And, like, she'll say something. I'm like, come on, Corp. Please don't do this to me. And don't do this to you. Yeah, because it. you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever it has to do to show you. That yeah. The fucking sack is big.
1: They could have They could have easily made you do work. They could have tricked your brain. But your brain would have been like, I'm going to show them. But in all reality, they're getting what they want.
0: So, one of the best history teachers I ever had. His name was Mr. Doak. Yeah. Okay. And not saying anything negative about this guy, but he was a former NFL player. Yeah. He was roommates during a Chicago Bears training, like a Chicago Bears training camp with Glenn Jacobs. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Glenn Jacobs is? Mm -mm. Air Glenn Jacobs, who for a brief point in his time was known as Mr. Hellfire and Brimstone. Kane
1: oh that's Glenn Jacobs oh yeah okay so to
0: put in perspective like Mr. Doak was a big imposing guy Yes, and so when he wasn't harassing me to play football for the high school team he was like in my class if you think you need to do 100 you have to do 150 if you need to do 200 you have to do 300 and I went on to get like legitimately like 103 percent in that class because one he was a grown ass man who was an imposing figure and guess what i was smart enough not to have altercations with him so i shut the fuck up i showed up on time i did what i was told i
1: excelled okay so that was that's the next option if you're not going to confuse jeremy with his own logic you have to just be a big brute yeah he was definitely
0: like i like i would pro- I, I don't know what it's like as like a 15 16 17 year old jeremy but Like, I can admit now as I'm older, he was the alpha in the room. And so, like, you know, sometimes you just understand he's the leader of the pack. It's not worth giving him attitude. (laughs) Because I would watch, like, you know, those, like, like the stoners, or the idiot kids, like, you know, just get absolutely slaughtered. And not exactly the smartest kid, but I was smart enough to recognize I don't want any of that. So You had
1: that street knowledge. You knew, like, the boss, you don't mess with the boss. You go mess with the other ones. I was definitely, I was clever and street smart.
0: Yes. A hell of a lot before I was ever book smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. so what I need everybody to do, I need you to continue to lead, the, lead those Google reviews, You know, feed the algorithm, like, subscribe, smash our thick neck subscription button. <laughs> neck, 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 hit that neck. <laughs> and And tell us in the comments, what is your biggest come up? What is yep. your biggest loss? And I'll yep. tell you what. If Manny's down, we will get you on so you can share your story and you can be part of too
1: thick Thick. mania. I like it. I like it. You just got to wear a Speedo if you're going to come on. I mean, if you're reading this, you're going to be pantsless. Exactly. uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your hobby release, and we will be back soon. Peace.